seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live, radio contact. This week's Devil Detail podcast. I'm Rob Pax, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining me in the show this week, as ever, fresh from his first boxing victory, the Marler from Moston. We've got Paul Whiteside, right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? Talk us through your fantastic victory at weekend. Oh well, I won't go as far as fantastic, but it was it was good to get the win. It was it was nice to box at Salford Stadium as well. It was a good night as well, and. I know Reese Archer put and the, the guys at the Multifit put um, put a great show on. They really did, you know, for for a good cause as well. It was um, children's cancer charity, so I think they raised loads of money. So it was great. It was nice to be asked to, to go on the bill and to open the bill as well was exciting. And uh, when I got in the ring, I saw some friendly faces of people who listened to the podcast. Uh, like Gary Smeaton and Chris and Janet Shent and our friends who who do the three word match reports. They were sat right in the front row. James Oskison. Um, he came and cheered me on along with my dad. So um, you know, I don't sell many tickets, but it was it was nice to see some people there that I knew. But no, it was good. And like I said, it, the main thing was they raised loads of money for for, for the charity and that. So, uh, and I think everybody went and enjoyed it and had a good time. Yeah, it sounds like you took more fans than we did to Hull. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. No, it, it was it was good. It was a good night. It was all oh, the training I'd done it. it it stood me in good stead, really. So uh, I carry on training. I'll get back in the gym on Saturday, and uh, I'll uh, I'll I'll see where where my next fight is. But uh, no, it was good to get a win, though. But credit to Luke, the lad who I fought, he was really really tough, real tough guy, and he's quite a bit younger than me, so he's probably got more fights left than I have. But uh, good luck to him with the future as well. Yeah, couldn't he couldn't handle your jab? That was that's what we we're being told. You were quite dynamite with that. All oh, right, who said that? I've got, I've got me. I've got me a. Uh, Got me oh, right. Well, we worked on <laughs> I, that in the gym. We've done a lot of stuff in the gym and that. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, I've got to thank Brian, my corner man, my, my coach as well. He uh, he gets me in good shape and looks after me as well. So I'll uh, I'll be sparring with him on Saturday. And, you know, for a guy, he's 60, my, Brian, my trainer, and he puts loads and loads of work in with, with me and a few other lads who go as well. So we all we all enjoy it. It's good. It's, it's a good sport to get into. I'd advise anybody to get into it, even if you don't fight and that just go and join and do some training you know, like your local gym and that because you'll enjoy doing it it's a very addictive sport but um, but no it was it was nice to uh, to box at Salford's, Salford's ground you know being a supporter as well it was a special sort of place to go really and I got to go on the pitch I was getting changed our changing room was under the west stand so I got to go and touch the pitch before I went out and said a little prayer so perhaps <laughs> that perhaps that stood me in good stead I was hoping you'd do like a run up the stairs like Rocky with that possibility up the stand yeah, to save all my energy, mate, for this for the <laughs> round. <laughs> well, yeah, congratulations, Paul. Great win. Um, hopefully, you, we'll mate. be celebrating with another one soon. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, I'll just see see where the next one comes. But, uh, but yeah, I'll be ready for me for my next one. I'll be ready. Sounds like a, you know, I sound like a professional now. I'll be ready. I'm ready. <laughs> if my body holds out. <laughs> 
So from from obviously one knockout, no one knockout blow to another one. We're going to be talking about sort of Red Devils' defeat to Wigan uh, at the weekend. We've got interviews with Ed Chamberlain, Adam Walker, Rob Lewis and Gil Dudson. We've got Ian Watson in coach's corner. We've got Paul Whiteside's Amateur Report. We're going to preview the game against Wakefield and all the big news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. So what we'll do, we'll start off with a defeat against Wigan Warriors. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford Devils were defeated against Wigan Warriors, 22 points to 30 at the AJ Bell Stadium uh, at weekend, Paul. Um, tough defeat for Salford. I thought they worked hard. I thought they grafted. Uh, but Wigan just had enough in the tank to get the result. Yeah, they did. I thought Wigan were the better side on the day, Rob, really. It was a good start for us. I thought we dominated the first 10, 10 15 minutes of the game. We looked like... Um, we, we looked the better team. Though. We looked more organised and... It was one of them. Wigan sort of came into the game, you know, and, and, and got into that arm wrestle, and then they took the chances. They started um, growing in confidence. They moved the ball well, and that uh, that left edge there with Gildart and um, and Joe Burgess, they caused us a lot of problems there on that on that side. And and Greenwood, the, the big second row man out there, and George Williams as well was was quality, and they kept going to that side for me, and that's where they they, they got a lot of success. And you had Don Manfredi on the other wing as well. He probably didn't get much of the ball really because everything seemed to go down the wing and left. But you've only got to look at their side and the, and the players that they've got. They've got a lot of international guys there, and people keep saying, "Oh, they they're not a good team this season." I think I think they are. I think it was com- a lot of it was confidence with them, plus the fact that they've got a few more players back for for the game against us. Joe Burgess is a big, he's a big player for them, and on Don Manfred, the two wings. I mean, if you look at those two, they they'd probably slot into any side in the in the league. And if you was to pick an, a Great Britain team tomorrow, and you pick Manfredi on one wing and Joe Burgess on the other, nobody'd bat an eyelid. You'd have them in your international side, wouldn't you? So, and Gild that as well as a quality centre. And, and I thought they played well on the day. They defended well. We chucked a lot at them in that first half, and and they held out. So, uh, so I don't think we were too downbeat by that because it was a, it was still a tight game, thirty points to twenty two. Yeah, Salford's the lineup was now up at fullback. Daryl Olfert, Ed Chamberlain, Jake Bibbett, Ken Seo, Rob Lewitt, Jackson Hastings, Daniel Murray, Joey Lucic, Gil Dunson, Josh Jones, Jansen Turgut, and at loose folders, Mark Flanagan. On the bench, George Griffin, Ben Nakamboi, Adam Walker, and Adam Lawton on, on the bench. Um, obviously, looking at that side, Paul, um, Ed Chamberlain in the centre, um, replacing Wellham, who was injured. You know, I thought that side of the field, Olfert and Chamberlain, was, was very, very dangerous throughout. Both showed, you know, showed plenty. I thought, um, and might be a successful partnership in the future. Yeah, well, Chris Wellen was dropped. He wasn't injured. He, he got dropped from the, the week before against Castleford, uh, so he brought Ed Chamberlain in to, to replace him, which which is a bit harsh, harsh on um, on Chris Wellen because I think he's been playing well this season, but he didn't have his best game against Cass, and you know that's that's the. the the situation we've got now, we've got a bit of competition for places, and guys know they've got to fight for the positions. And, and Ed came in; he's been it's been frustrating for him. He's he got injured in pre-season, and I thought he did well with ball in hand. He, he seemed to work really well with Darrell Alberts, but in defence he got caught out a few times, and he admitted that on the interview that he'd been caught out. But to give him his due and give him a bit of credit, it's a big game to get thrown into that when you've not played all season and you've been chucked in to, to play against Oliver Gildart and, and Joe Burgess, you know, it's a bit of a baptism of fire. So I'd like to see Ed Chamberlain get another chance this week against against Wakefield. I'd like him to keep his place in the team and, and just see how, how he progresses. I think it'd be harsh to, to drop him from that side this week. But he's dangerous going forward, definitely. He's got that pace off the mark. 
and he, and he can get an offload as well. And, and we did. If you go back to the first half, the two tries we scored just before half time, coming down that Salford right edge there, we looked really dangerous there and uh, you know created some some good chance and played some good rugby. So yeah, I'd like to see Ed in the team next week. Yeah, obviously, defeat against Wigan isn't isn't the end of the world. We've seen us get battered, haven't we, in the past against this Wigan side. Were, were you kind of disappointed that we didn't give Wigan a, a closer match? Um, I think it was, it was pretty close anyway, really, Rob, wasn't it? I mean, when we got that try in the second half, Adam Walker pinched that ball, a really opportunist try as well, wasn't it, to, to pinch the ball off the Wigan man a couple of yards from the line and go over. We went 22-18 up there, I think, if my memory serves me right. And I thought the, the game was was, cheer, was turning then. I thought, we, we, we've got Wigan here, we look on top, but George Williams scored another try, uh, a, a long-range try, sorry, and uh, broke through again and showed his quality there. And he was really good. I thought George Williams on Sunday. He was probably the difference between the two sides. I know I've mentioned Gildart and Burgess on that left edge, but George Williams for me, a lot of the stuff Wigan did, in fact, all the good stuff Wigan did, he was he was pivotal to and a centre to really. So, to, you know, to lose by eight points, I don't. It was one score really, wasn't it? Was it five tries to to four. Uh, so it was one 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 score in it really. We were just, I thought we were just behind Wigan there. I thought they just had the edge to that game. I don't think we got to be too disappointed. I think you can take a lot of positives out of that because we were in that game. We really was in that game. We give Wigan, you know, we give Wigan a scare, and you know, I think that's credit to us. Like you said before, we we we've, we've been hammered in that fixture a couple of seasons, haven't we? Uh, in, in the in the past few years, so. As we saw against Casford the week before, another quality side. We've not been too far off, so we've got to make sure we've got a Wakefield this Sunday and get the points. Yeah, I think, like you said, Paul, it's it's just the, just the kind of like the, the the little differences in it that make the difference. When George Williams comes up with a hat trick, you know, big moments in big games, big people turn up, don't they? And, and obviously, you know, Williams did that with him. We're in a bit of a hole, and he, and he found and he found the difference. And you know, I'm sure the boys will learn from this. I'm sure they'll, they'll move forward. And like you said, going against Castleford, similar kind of game. Um, obviously, defeat there as well. But like you said, not too disheartened. You know, they battled well. They tried. Uh, and as fans, that's all we can ask for, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. I think the, the, the players are giving a lot of effort, aren't they? I thought they give a lot of effort again. I know Ian Watson said to me at the, the Castleford game, he, he sort of thought we lacked a bit of belief in that game. And perhaps we did against Wigan as well. Sometimes you just not got to, you've got to play the game and not play the occasion, haven't you? Um, and make sure you're not beaten before you go out. And sometimes you, you've got to believe you can go in and win that game. You know, Wigan have got some big players. That are, it's a daunting prospect, isn't it, playing Wigan and some of the star names that they can you can churn off their uh, their starting line. But you've got to believe you you got to believe that you're um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, you're then. equal to play on the same field as those players. And sometimes perhaps we're a bit you know. Oh, can we can we get a result today? And I think we can. We've got the players that can go go and test these teams. We proved that when we when we won away from Catalan. If we can sort of bottle that up, I know it's a million dollar question. You want know, to bottle that performance up? If you could play like that every week, you would be be knocking these teams off. So I think if we could just have a, a bit more belief to our game, and who knows? But we're not a million miles off, Rob. We're not. We're certainly not. And uh, we we're definitely competing. It's just little tweaks I think that we need now. To just, to just get them results. I don't know whether Robert Lewis carrying a bit of an injury because he's looked a bit off the pace, I thought, against Wigan and perhaps he's got to up his game a bit more now because I know we've got Jackson Hastings there who's doing a lot of the work and you can't just rely on one man. Robert Lewis has got to do his bit as well. So if we can get those two linking up together and, and firing as they did against Catalan, I think, I think we'll go OK. Yeah, I think obviously Ian Watson talks about the mindset and, and the culture of the club and I think they're kind of building it, aren't they? Um, obviously, you go, you go against Wigan and we're going to have a good side. And like you said, 
you know, we were just short, but it's not the end of the world. We'll, we'll learn from this and we'll, and we'll move on, Paul. And, you know, games like this helps you grow. And I'm sure the, the boys will be sat, sat in the changing room thinking, you know, and on another day, we could have won this one. And, that, and that's, that's the kind of mentality we need. We need to obviously look at the positives uh, and move forward. Um, and hopefully we'll grow and grow and become a, a top four, six side. Well, we've been pretty competitive in every game, I think, this season, haven't we? Every game that we've been in, we probably could have got a result. I mean, even if you look back at the Leeds game where we got, you know, we got quite heavily beaten in the end, but with 20 minutes to go, we were well in that game as well. It was only the sort of last 20 minutes where we where we fell away. So every game we've played this season, we've been at a competitive edge for at least an hour in the, in the matches anyway. And we've looked a lot more competitive than, than, than we were last season in, in these sort of games. So you've got another tough one, as we'll speak about after in, in Wakefield this week. And that's what Super League's like now. We mention it every week, don't we? There's no real gimme games. You've got to be on your game every week. We've got Wakefield this week, Hull next week. I mean, you look at Huddersfield, who were down in the bottom. They absolutely lamped all KR at weekend. So they're stepping up now. So... You know, we've got to make sure that we're not down near that bottom and we've got to keep looking up now and, and keep getting the points because, you know, you get on a, a bad run and keep losing games, you can soon get dragged down towards that relegation fight again. So we want to keep away from that and hopefully we can get two points at the weekend at Wakefield. But that's going to be a really tough game again going there. But like I said before, we're not a million miles away at the moment. We've got a new signing coming in as well that we'll speak about in the, in the news. So um, things are looking up, I think, at the moment. We weren't we weren't far off against Wigan. We're just going to keep working hard and keep working on that defence as well because we got caught out a few times in defence. But I think the, the positive signs are there, Rob, definitely. Yeah, yeah, lots of positive signs coming out of the uh, the Wigan game. Um, we spoke to Ed Chamberlain, Adam Walker, Rob Lewis and Gil Dudson um, after the game, and this is what they had to say. Uh, Ed Chamberlain joins me. Was it good to get back in the side today? I don't, you know, it's been frustrating sitting on the sidelines, hasn't it? Yeah, um, been a while. Uh, injured in pre-season against Wigan, um, so yeah, it was good to get out. Uh, bit disappointed with the result, but you know, good just to get a blowout and be back in with the lads. How do you feel your partnership went with all first? Because you got them, them two tries just before half time. Did you did you find it playing out well with him today? Was it a comfortable combination? Yeah, it felt good. Um, you know. Been mixing it in since I've been back in the, in the training with Darrell um, at centre and in wing, so yeah, he's been good. Um, and with Welly um, being out, he's told me he's been telling me that Darrell just keeps talking and talking, and he proved that today. You know, he's been he keeps me and Robbie both both on our game and making sure that we're doing what we need to do. So yeah, it's been good. You're the number one goal kicker at the club as well. I know we've been scratching around for different goal kicking. It was good to get you back in the side today for your goal kicking. I know there was a couple missed there, but it was good to have you back in the side for that. Uh, yeah. Um, Is that something you enjoy? That the yeah, yeah. Um, it's nice to have some responsibility, and even though I do miss, I might miss a few. You know, the the lads will keep backing me, and it's nice to see that um, that the lads will keep the belief in me and. Um, yeah, it's just been it's just been good to just get back out and get, keep it going. How tough was it playing on the edge today? You know, Oliver Gildart and you've got Burgess in there running at you. Their pace was that difficult to deal with at times? Yeah, very. You know, we've got we've got a world class half back on that side as well. So, um, yeah, they've got a lot of pace that side, and they're all pretty strong. So, we knew that right edge was going that our right edge was going to be going to get challenged. Um, Come up a bit short on a few on a few occasions, so we'll work on that in the weeks to come. But um, like I say, it was just good to get uh, get a run out, and now I've got a feel for what it's like to be back in with Robbie and Darrell. Hopefully, keep me spot for next week, and we can kick on. Good seeing the side, and thanks for speaking to us, mate. Cheers. <laughs> Thought I'd say Adam Walker joins me today. 
Trying your own debut as well. You talk us through that one. Yeah, not too bad. I think I just saw him skipping across the line, and he had his ball and carrying towards me. So I managed to get hold of the ball and just get a one on one and get over. Was it getting off the nudie run that's the, the most relieving thing, really? Because I know Daniel Murray keeps telling us about that he's desperate to score, but you've, you've got one straight away there. So I'm pretty confident in scoring a few tries this year, so I'm <laughs> not like Danny. How's your offload game, though? I mean, that's something you bring to the table, don't you? And your power going forward as well. Yeah, uh, I don't really think about offloading. Like I know people see it as my game, but that comes off the back of carrying the ball and people wrestling to put me to the ground. That normally brings the offload then. So it's like a back to, I've got a team that support me luckily, and that could bring a lot of gameplay. How's your body feeling today after that? I mean, last week you, you did about 15 minutes. You've stepped up a bit more this week. How are you feeling yeah. in the rhythm of things now? Good, yeah. I think it's a different game coming off the bench. I'm trying to bring energy, especially in games like this. It's tight when I come on, so I want to bring energy to the lads. I think my body feels good, to be honest. I feel fitness of being, it's just bringing that energy and blowing yourself out. We had a big pack on the bench, so we know we can blow all his energy into that spell. You've certainly had a tough start to yourself for Korean. Castleford Tigers away from home and Wigan at home. You've got Wakefield Trinity, one of your former clubs, Wakefield, next week away from home as well. So that's going to be another tough fixture. Yeah, they're going well, Wakey. I think they're a good team as well. You know. Will you be a marked man next week in that game? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Probably will be, though. Yeah, I think um, they're doing like us at the minute out there, about on roughly the same point. I think that's a big game for both of us. Puts us that step ahead, yeah, yeah. that's why it's a big game. Well, thanks very much for speaking to us today. Good Cheers. luck next week at Wakefield, mate. Cheers, mate. So I'm joined by Rob Lewis. Tough defeat that. Tried so hard, but we're going to win, and that's what they do. Yeah, it's true. That's why they, you know, champ champions um, for a while now. But, you know, I think it comes down to us. I thought we. Defended poor, um, I think pretty disappointed at the end of the day. Not good enough. Yeah, obviously though, look at the positives and three quick tries just before and just after half time. Yeah, we, can, we had momentum, didn't we? We can score tries, that's the thing. It's just we gotta have faith in our de defence. Defence wins games and you know when Wigan won the comp, you know, they back their D all the good teams that win comps they they're winning through their defence and yeah, we just gotta be better. Yeah, I suppose it gives us something to work on uh, through the week, obviously, because you need to improve, obviously, going to Wakefield next week. Yeah, that's it. We've got to improve. If we don't improve now, we could see us at the bottom of the table because it's a tight competition. Um, we got to, you know, it's disappointing. Um, the two games, especially last week and now this week, um, it's winnable, but um, at the end of the day, it um, doesn't go away. Um, we could either moan, but we'll learn from it. And I think if we back our defence, because we can score tries from anywhere just to get a um, defence win the games. Yeah, it's probably like bouncing back, like you said. Hopefully you and Jackson Aces get the boys moving forward and we're going to go some tracks. Yeah, that's it. Um, we've got Wakefield coming up. This is going to be a tough game, but we've got to go in there confident because, you know, we're, we, see our, we see ourselves as a top team and we've just got to back it up. So I'm joined by Gil Dudson. Tough defeat that. We're going to worry us tough side. Yeah, it's, it's um, disappointing one, that one. A bit like last week, you know, we kind of let ourselves down the ball. Tough one to swallow. Yeah, obviously, big forward pack like yourselves, mixed it up all evening. It was it was tough, like you said, both sides going at it. And, you know, you're going to learn from that. Yeah, we, we, we've got to, we've just spoke to change rooms and we've got to take these lessons and we've got to learn them quickly. Otherwise, you know, the season's going to slip away. It comes fa comes quick and comes comes fast. So, you know, we've got to dust ourselves off and sort out, sort out where we went wrong there. Um, you know, we spoke all pre-season and all year about our defence and just nowhere near good enough this week. Yeah, obviously you'll be playing well this season, the crowd are on your side, putting in some superb efforts on the field, it's good to see. Yeah, definitely, like you say, you know, 
you know, we're, we're there and thereabouts, but you know, it's just them little bits that we need to work on and fix up because you know we wanna we wanna be a top, we wanna be kicking on and competing with these top sides, and you know we're competing, but we feel like we're letting ourselves down with them. Um, you know, the odd mistake here and there, which seems to be costing us at the minute. Yeah, Wakefield away uh, next week, opportunity to bounce back. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's a tough place to go. Um, tough place to go. They're playing well at the minute. Um, and, you know, if our defence isn't on again, they're going to score points. So, you know, we need to fix that this week. So that was Ed Chamberlain, Adam Walker, Rob Lewis and Gil Dudson. Obviously frustrated about the defeat, but taking positives moving forward about improving and getting better every week. Yeah, they certainly are. We've mentioned every week, don't we, about the sort of the, the team bond that we've got there at Salford. And it's good to see all the players were, were in good mood after the game, I thought. Buoyant mood. I mean, it's that's one game, that game's gone now. It wasn't an, an earth-shattering defeat. It was a game that we, we fought and we worked hard in. And I'm sure Ian Watson will be, be drilling things into the players this week in, in training, make sure they put things right for this Sunday. Yeah, I thought it's all about, like we said, you know, growing, you know, building on performances and you know, I'm, I'm sure the boys will have looked at the video and, and realised, you know, where they went wrong and they can improve on that and, and get better. And, you know, going to teams like Wakefield, it's a test. It's like another test that we have to pass if we want to be a, a sort of top four, top six side. And, you know, these boys, you know, they're in combat every week, you know, doing what they do best. And hopefully, you know, the tide will continue to go our way. We'll continue to pick up results along the way. And, you know, who knows, four, top, four, top six, this end of this season, it's a real possibility. Yeah, it's, it's consistency, Rob. That's what it's all about. You've got to be consistent. Ian Watson said that to me a few times this season. I think he said it in his interview on um, on Sunday against Wigan. It is all about consistency. Now you've got to keep turning up and and, and, and churning those those performances out every week. Wakefield, as we'll, we'll talk about after, that's going to be another difficult game. You know, Wakefield is similar sort of side to Castleford. Big pack of forwards, decent set of halfbacks. They're going to be hard to beat on their own ground. So. You don't get any any easy games. You've got to keep turning up and, uh, and putting good performances because if you don't, that's when you're going to get burnt. Yeah, like you said, Paul. You know, you see, it's all about you know, you know, making sure that you're switched on. And I, I think this team is. I think this team knows it's got quality in it, and it's got a couple, Jackson Hastings, and it's got nine levels. It's got people with genuine class in it as well who will make big differences at big moments. And it's just about keeping in the arm wrestle and doing enough to, to stay in battles. And then when something comes along, taking that opportunity. Obviously, the Wigan game, we weren't able to do that. But in the future, I'm sure it will turn our way. Yeah, I think we've got to put a bit more pressure on teams, I think. One thing we can take from that Wigan game. I thought we let Wigan off the hook a few times, especially in the second half. We became a bit predictable, I thought. And on the last tackle plays, we were a bit predictable with the eye kick in the air. For, for Zach because that was no good really because he'll take them kicks all day. It needed to be a bit more adventurous for me and and, and, and test test Wigan. I think we're we're a bit like that. Cass were a bit cautious at times and sometimes you, you can't just play up the middle rugby league against these teams. You've got to move the ball and obviously you've got to earn the right to move the ball. You can't just uh, chuck the ball anyway. You've got to get down that end of the field and get your forwards on top to, to make that platform first. But but yeah, like he said before, it's um, it's difficult. These are these are difficult teams as well. And anybody who thought Wigan were a mug team, I think you need to, to to look at yourself because they've got a lot of internationals. As I said before, uh, a good side, and all right, they were low on confidence, they were struggling, but they're slowly but surely getting all their players back in the side now. And I'd be surprised if they're down near the bottom. I think they'll be up towards the top end of the table come the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. You you spoke to Ian Watson after the game, and this we have to say. Coach's corner. Hey, Ian Watson joins me. 
is it two games that you think that's got away from me there in Casford yep. and Wigan? Yeah, yeah, massively. We're, we're real disappointed as a team. We've just spoken there about how we need to have a bit more belief in us that we can win these games rather than just. I think sometimes we're hoping we can win them rather than going after it, um, grabbing the ball by the arms and, and getting the victory. You dominated that match early on. You must have thought we'll begin to score those three tries. It's like a Leeds game all over again. That that pace, you can't afford to do that to see like, Yeah, no, it, tries, can you? yeah, the rooks started getting too quick for us in the middle. But again, that was ourselves. We, we, we let that happen. We we need to be a lot better than that. And. We need, we need to sort out. It seems to be like when we play the, the, the better teams or the supposedly better teams, like the, the Leeds who play quick, the Wiggins who play quick, we seem to struggle and this the, the common denominator that they catch us then on the edges. You dropped to, did you, was it dropping players today, you know, with Chris Wellen? Was he dropped from the side today? You bring yeah. him in? Yeah, we decided to obviously go with Ed on our right edge. What did um, his speed up against Gilda? Um, and to be fair, he played very well in the pre season friendly against Wigan as well, defensively. And we thought that might have um, helped us today, but obviously, like I say, um, it's one of them that I thought Ed did really well in certain parts of the game. Um, I just thought that they were just kind of pretty methodical at what they did and they, they kind of persisted. Once they kind of found a weakness, they persisted and they stayed at it really. And, um, it looks it looks bad for Ed because it's on the right edge as well, but we'll have to examine the, um, the video a little bit and just see who was at particular fault there. You got some success in the in the first half though, down that right hand side yep. there with Ed Chamberlain all for those two tries before the yeah, break. Got speak, you back yeah. into the game, didn't he? Yeah. Adam Walker with a great piece of play there with that ball steal. Yeah. Twenty two he was twenty two eighteen at the time there. You must have felt you were in the driving seat there because you, yeah. you looked like you had Wigan. Yeah, this it's not a problem. We're, we're a team, we've got a team of players who can attack and who can score points and they all know that. It's about defensively being a lot better than what we are doing and that, that's an attitude thing and a, um, an effort um, that's the tough part of the game you've got to enjoy being in games like that and doing the tough stuff at the moment we're kind of not lasting long enough in them areas against the best teams so against the um, Castlefords the, the Wiggins we've not lasted long enough in that area whereas the, the champion sides have a mentality to be able to keep defending, keep defending, even when the spilling ball. We was at forty percent completion in the first half, which is nowhere good enough to beat um, a Wigan or any of the teams in Super League. But your defence will keep you in there if you're kind of willing to keep doing it. But it does it drains your tank. But you've got to have a mentality that you've got to just enjoy doing that and go through it and know that the game will turn at some point. You only used three subs yeah. again today. Yeah. Was that a ploy? That or was that tactical? Oh yeah, we wanted to get Adam on when we could when we felt like we had a good fair share of possession and then we could start using him for his strengths really, which are his offload game and his his awkwardness to be put down on floor. Um, Defensively, obviously, when the rooks getting quick, obviously Adam's a big guy there. Your middles, your big guys generally struggle when the rooks getting quick. So it was something that I didn't want to expose Adam to there. Like I say, we didn't complete enough sets in the first half to really put Adam out there. Um, we were completing at 40%, um, if that, in the first half. And then the two times that we did complete, we ended up scoring on as well. So, yeah, it was more to do with kind of circumstances and, um, like you say, tactics if you want, really, that obviously we didn't want to throw him around the rook it had run him no good how do you think Adam Walker went there he got a few yeah, minutes out of him he looked dangerous he's yeah, got a yeah. offload hasn't he yeah really good I thought he was dangerous all, all round he's, like I say he's got a bit more mobility um, about him Adam obviously he's been playing the game a long time um, than probably what Adam Lawton has as well whereas Adam's kind of learning and coming back into the game and he, he's not got the mobility of what Adam Walker is so Adam Walker was dangerous with ball in hand and I thought defensively he was a lot better this week than he was last week as well The word on the street at the moment is Inu could be could be coming in can you tell us anything about that are we speaking to him or? Yeah we have spoke to him we have spoke to him we'll, we'll, we'll know I suppose in um, the next 24 hours um, of where, where he wants to go 
Wakefield next Sunday. Things don't yep. get any easy for you. How are you going to approach that game? Because that's going to be another tough one. They're doing yeah. quite well, aren't they? In the big, big games for us. These ones. This, this will determine whether we're. A, we just said to the players, we've got a good group of players um, this year, and we're quite well balanced as a team. What we've got to decide to do or choose to do is choose that we're going to turn up every single week and have the right attitude to defend because we'll score points. Um, we've got attacking players, so we'll score points. What they've got to do is turn up and defend, um, and they've got to defend every single week. And if they want to win something, we've got to make sure that we install that in them as quickly as we can do. I know it's great competing in matches, but obviously the frustration yeah. for you now is getting over that final hurdle because yeah. you competed in the last two games against two quality yeah. opposition as yeah. well. It's just getting over the line, yeah. now, isn't it? Well, like we're going with more probably more back to strength than they have been. Um, over the season, I know they've still got a few more players. Are you surprised how well Wigan played today? Because um, they lost no, five out of six, but they did look—they yeah. look a champion side today. Yeah. With the pace out wide, well, didn't you, they? You bring Manfredi back and yeah. Burgess, and it all of a sudden it turns your, your, your yardage game into a different opposition. Um, they were making more meters than they have been doing over the last few weeks. They were—they were denting us on on some of the kick returns, um, and then like bring Benny Flower back in. I thought Benny Flower was really good when he came on, and the kind of club went off for him and Hamlin. It's like taking the team forward, and then that allowed. People like Hardy can then to step in and start playing, and it allowed George Williams to play as well. You need you need players in positions to be able to, to do certain things, and I think they probably had a bit more of a um, a bit more of a team that's more of a Wigan team out there today as well. But like I say that. We're really disappointed we're not being able to get the results there. Like I say, we've got a good group in there. Um, we just need to learn to win these rather than hope to win these games. Can you give us any update on Josh Wood? Um, we've just actually been speaking to Josh in there. We'll find out where he is this week, mate. So a lot of supporters have been asking about him, so yeah. that's good news if he's if you're gonna find yeah. some news. Well, he'd had a bit of um, a setback um, the other time. He's been back in training now um, for a couple of weeks, just gently reintroducing himself into the game. So this week will probably be a big a big step for him now to see where he is, to see whether he's fit or not. Thanks for speaking to us today and thanks no a lot. Mate. No problem, mate. Coach's corner. So, Ian Watson, like you said, Paul, you know, looking forward, you know, to further challenges ahead. Disappointed with the result, but, you know, can work on things. Yeah, he was disappointed. I think Ian knows, and we said it in the interview, that the last two games are two games that we could have won, really. The Castleford and Wigan game, and the games that the, the players are probably targeting the week, he said, yeah, we can get a result from this. And, you know, looking at the games, we probably could have done, but the, the, the two sides where perhaps they've just done those little extra bits just a bit better than us I think and the finishing was perhaps a bit better and perhaps a bit more clinical is the word I'm looking for so if we can tune that up like you said we're not we're not far away from these teams now and competing with old sides I mean Cass are probably going to finish in the top four or five aren't they this season they have done for the last few years very competitive side now very consistent side and you know Wigan are the Super League champions let's not forget so uh, so yeah looking forward to this Sunday Rob and I'm sure we can test Wakefield yeah Ian Watson um only played three of his four substitutes uh, the second game running. He kind of mentioned that the game was a bit quick for Adam Lawton. Um, I suppose when you're sort of picking your squad and you're 17, you've got to kind of pick it for every different scenario, haven't you? And he thought that the game against Wigan wouldn't have suited Adam Lawton. Uh, and I think it's fair for him not to put him on because um, obviously he wants to give Adam the best opportunity to show what he's good at. Yeah, it was funny because it was the same the week before at Castleford. I think Logan, it was Logan Tompkins who was on the bench at Cass and he didn't come on. It's, that's very rare these days now to name four subs and only use three of them. To do it two weeks running, I think a few supporters were scratching their heads on, on Sunday. But you've got, you got to respect Ian Watson. and He knows that team inside out. He does. He's on the training park every week with, with Martin Gleeson and, 
and Greg Brown, the rest of the coaching staff, they they're there, aren't they? They know what's what's good and. I think if he had had the opportunity to put Adam Lawton on, he, he would have done. So I think you've got to uh, respect his, his judgment on that one. Yeah, obviously, like, like I said before, you, you're picking a squad for every different scenario, and uh, you know the game sometimes doesn't go the way you want it to be planned. And obviously, you've only got so many players you can pick from. Um, and it's, I know, it's a fair choice if he comes out with the the, the victory. You know, he's hailed as a as like a, an hero and like a, a revolutionary. That he's only selecting three subs rather than four. Um, but unfortunately, defeat. But like you said, gives it gives um, he gave a reason why it happened, Paul. Which which is which is you know honest enough as a coach. You know you come out, people ask you questions, and he gives you the answers. Yeah, definitely. Oh, he does he and doesn't shirk a, shirk a question really. And uh, we tried to get the the Christian new news out of him, but he, he wasn't for letting <laughs> on really. He, he said, I think he said to uh, Bill Kinsella of Radio Manchester before I spoke to him. Um, and I asked Ian, I said, can I ask you about Chris Nenu? And he said, yeah, you can ask, because I said, I don't want to get into trouble. And um, I don't think the deal was done then, to be honest, it might have been, I'm not too sure, but I'm glad it has got done now. But you're always a bit wary sometimes when you're, you're asking him questions. You don't want to drop a minute and ask him the, the wrong one. But Ian never shirts a question. He's always very open and honest with us, and we're, we're glad to get to speak to him every week. Did he give you the? Did he give you the death stare? You could, I could, I could hear the death stare. You know, in his voice, he was like, "Inu, uh, no, not yet." No, I asked him before <laughs> I press record, Rob. I, yeah. I asked him before I started the interview if I could, if I could ask him about that because obviously fans want to know, don't yeah. they? And Ian, Ian knows we're supporters as well, and we're just getting the message across to the supporters, and um, we're like sort of the go-between, really, aren't we, between the, the the club and the fans and. And I say, can can we mention that? And it just builds. I think it just builds the excitement up a bit more, doesn't it? So uh, I'm glad it's got over the line this week, anyway, because he's a, he's a good signing. But like I said, he, he never never shirts a question, and I try not to ask him daft questions. Really, I mean, sometimes in the press conferences, people ask him all sorts of stuff, but try and be respectful and just ask him the right sort of stuff. You don't want it to be awkward, dear, and you don't want to lose his trust either, because for him to speak to us every week, I think is. He's really good of him because he doesn't have to, but he's, he's great with us, isn't he? So uh, we want to keep that respect between us. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic with us and, you know, he's great and we really enjoy talking to him. Um, Injury-wise, Ken Seal, um out for six to eight weeks. I'm reading on the on the, on the the internet. Um, bit of a blow uh, moving forward, but like you say, with Inu coming in, then it, uh, it kind of like shows that we've got depth now. Well, yeah, that 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 the Inu signing now is could be could be pivotal now. We're losing Ken Seal because Ken Seal has been excellent, hasn't he, for the the first few weeks of the well, first month or two of the season. Very consistent. He's one of those sort of players who, when you do your ratings for the match, he's probably an eight out of ten at least every week, isn't he, Ken Seal? Very very consistent performer. Makes a lot of yards. He comes in. He's hungry for work. Great finisher as well. And I think he's been one of the real signings of the of the season so far. You know, probably doesn't get the um, the accuracy that some of the other players get but Ken Seo's been really really good this season and we're going to miss him now for six to eight weeks but it does open the door and opens an opportunity for somebody some of the other players doesn't it? I mean I'm not sure whether Greg Johnson is still out injured because Greg's not not featured yet this season he looked I saw him on Sunday he looked okay so whether he'll be back towards the team you've got Darrell Alperts there you've got Ed Chamberlain who can play on the wing Jake Bibby Junior Sal could possibly come back in and Inu as well so it's going to be and Chris Wellham let's not forget Chris Wellham's there as well so um, let's see what, what Ian goes with this week but he's definitely got to make some changes there now yeah I spoke to Greg Johnson he's still out he's got still got a cast on as he right I didn't he's notice not, I saw him walking out I didn't notice right okay yeah well he's one that I suppose like you said it's you know it's having options Ian Watson you know it's good to have 
you know, people like in his armory, you know, to be able like the likes of uh, Sal and Wellen, who aren't playing every week at the moment, and you know, they'll need to prove themselves when they get another shot at the big time in, in the first team. That's it. When you get that opportunity and you get that chance, you've got to impress, haven't you? And look at Jake Bibby. He came in against um, against Catalans. He'd not played all season and he took his chance. He scored two tries and he scored two tries the week after against Castlewood. I thought Wigan did a did a good job on, on Jake. Yeah. They bottled him up, didn't they? They sort of nullified his, his attacking threat on uh, on Sunday. But, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a good young guy who's doing really well. I expect him to be in the team on, on Sunday at Wakefield. I know Jake told us, didn't he, a few weeks ago that he prefers to play in the centre. But I'm pretty sure if he said to him, you're playing on the wing. I don't think he'd argue with that because he, he just wants to play rugby league, doesn't he? But, but yeah, it, it will be interesting to see what three-quarter line Ian goes with on Sunday. Yeah, we Reg, like you said, got bottled up against Wigan. But a lot of players, I thought, you know what I mean? They, they weren't kind of like, they were a bit, like you said, Wigan were kind of on top of them and they just weren't able to express themselves like they have been the last few weeks. But that's what it is. You play against Wigan Warriors, that's what they do. They're a, they're a good side um, and a big club. And, you know, sometimes they, they, they do stifle you and I thought they did that um, they're an aggressive side in defence aren't they they're a very good defending side I know I spoke to a few supporters where I sit in the West Stand on on Sunday and a few people were saying they're holding down and it's spoiling it's like spoiling tactics but if you watch them they, they sort of wrestle you to the ground Wigan don't they they'll hold on as long as they can and you know you can say that spoiling tactics I suppose it, it, it may be but any advantage you're going to gain as an opposition side, you're going to try, aren't you? And you can't sort of have a go at them for that. It's part and parcel of the game now, isn't it? I suppose it's up to referees to, to clamp down on it. But they, they do. That's the sort of physicality that we can play with in, in defence. And, you know, they play it close to, to the bone, don't they? But you know that that's what you're going to get every time you play Wigan. And, you know, they, they want to win. You look at the captain, Sean O'Loughlin, doesn't play as many minutes as, as what he used to do. But... All that game when he was on on Sunday he was in the referee's ear all all the time, mivering for this, mivering for a penalty. And you can say what you want about him, but he wants to win for that side, doesn't he? And you know you've got to be like that if you if you want to get points. And you know champion teams and champion captains, that's how they play the game. Yeah, I think like I say what well, what the top clubs do. Um, like I say, I think they play every every tackle and they kind of analyse every tackle and everyone knows the role in in every sort of um, sort of let's say tackle again because I've said that three times in a row but you know what I mean it's kind of like they know what they've got to do they hold him up for that extra split second to get to the defence they play smart even like when we go to the Australian league you know they do it even better and they're able to kind of like manage game manage kind of every situation um, better than better than we are and and that's suppose that's the that's the 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 difference between an average side and a good side that they're able to do that and I'm you know I'm sure the boys you know, coming into games like this and experience the environment in these games, they'll think, well, how can we do that? How can we replicate this? How can we make this happen at our end? And, you know, I'm sure Ian Watson will be there, you know, telling them what they need to do and, and they'll they'll listen to him and, and, and build, you know, a better, uh, more stronger side for the games to come. Certainly will. Ian Watson switched on. He doesn't he doesn't miss his trick. He'll be, uh, he'll be, he'll be making notes all the time. What? Yeah. Uh, big thanks for your three-word match reports for man of the matches. Um, D8, Sulphur Red Devils fans, defence, absolute shambles. I don't think they were that bad defensively, Paul, do you? No, I don't think it was a sh- shambles. is a bit of a hard word, yeah. isn't it? I think on that edge where, where Chamberlain and Allperts was, they got caught out a few times. But I think they got caught out mainly because Joe Burgess and, and, and Gildar and Greenwood on that side, as I mentioned before, and George Williams, they played on that side. And the class players... 
And yeah, they probably did get the better of Alperts and, and Chamberlain. They did. I don't think that's because Alperts and Chamberlain were a shambles. I just think those players are better players. They're international players and on the they played well on the day and they played better than Ed and, and, and Darrell on the day. So um, I think for large parts of the game, I thought we defended pretty well. But, um, you know, we got bust. We got bust a couple of times down the middle. But if you look back at the highlights and, of the game, it was good play from Wigan. There was a few good offloads in there and it was... Everything they did sort of came off. So I won't say it was a shambles, but there was there's stuff to work on there, isn't there? There's definitely stuff to work on on that edge defence. Well, that side of the field was our most dangerous attacking threat. Yeah. So, I, so for me, what are we going to say now is we'll try and, try and drain the tank and attack that side so then in attack, so for that as effective because they'll be blowing, you know, because I'm into, I'm into defend and then attack. It's a bit of a, mm. you know, like a, um, a strength zapper, we'll call it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 both I, teams there, both teams yeah. there fought fire with fire, didn't they? I mean, yeah. Wigan, Wigan saw some cracking tries there, but look at us before our time. We totally dominated that five-minute spell there, and from eighteen points to six down, we got it back to eighteen sixteen with two fantastic tries there. I, I said in my, my video match report, um, the first try was was outstanding, but then the second try eclipsed that one. It was it was two great pieces of play there from us and some good ball movement and then obviously Wigan were the same so good play from the three quarters good good pace from both sides. Yeah, uh, Paul Foster right edge uh, disaster is man of the match was Evels uh, Malcolm Woolley defence let us down uh, is man of the match was Gil Budson uh, tighten up defence uh, Pete Brady is man of the match was Josh Jones uh, Chris and Janet Shenton uh, can do better uh, their man of the match was uh, Jones. Uh, Colin Wilson, weakness cruelly exposed, uh, and his man of the match was Josh Jones. I suppose that's what top teams do. They, they find a they find a weakness uh, and keep going at it. Yeah, that's what Wigan did. Mm. They found that edge there as a weakness, and they kept going there all day. Because I said before, don't think Don Man- Manfredi hardly got a pass all game. Did he? Everything seemed to come down that that left edge there, didn't it? And, and yeah, that's what good teams do, Rob. They'll, uh, they'll find something and they'll, they'll keep going at it. They'll, if they can make A on that side, they'll, they'll keep doing that. And that's that's what Wigan did. There was one point in the game, though, where I think if I could turn the clock back now, I'd do something different. We, we were 4-0 up and we got a penalty goal about 10 yards out and we took the two. We kicked for goal. And I remember thinking at the time, why are we going for goal here? Because it, it wasn't, we were 6-0 up and it put us two scores in front. So only putting it 6-0 up. And I thought we had Wigan on the rack there and I think we should have tapped it and kept it going. But I mean, it's all well well and good looking back now in hindsight. But I think if we could have took it again there, we probably would have tapped it. Yeah, but I think what it was, I think the, I think the, and they had like a back-to-back set at that point. Like the, the ball had stayed in play because it looked a bit like they needed a break. You know what I'm saying? You know, Wigan's defence needed to break, though. Yeah, it's true. There is that. But what, what I'm saying is, it's so intense sometimes. You, you need a, you need like a chill, don't you, for 30 seconds. You know what I mean? I'm not saying they were tired. I'm not saying they were unfit. But if you were going to play... First half, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first half. It was no, early on thing. as well. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny sometimes, isn't it, with, with, with penalty goals? Like, I mean, sometimes you, it's a gift two points, isn't it? In, in tight games and then if we'd lost the game by two points you're going to be saying why didn't you kick for goal so it is it's a difficult one sometimes you can tell I think is when they give it when they want to kick it they'll look they look around if they want to play it they'll just play it they won't because yeah. uh, as soon as the penalty was taken everyone just kind of looked to the bench thinking what are we going to do so if, yeah. if they wanted to play it they'd just, they wouldn't even bother they would just play it not, not look you know what I'm saying 
Do you remember when um, when Kevin Tamati was coach? Mm. He, he used to take the two every time. Every time. I remember years ago, I think we played Barrow at home, 1991 season when we were in second division. And I think we beat them 74-0 or 74-4 or something like that. And we kicked a penalty goal. Because <laughs> Kevin Tamati would always say take the two. Keep some... the over. That's what it is. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. Some coaches are like that, aren't they? They want you to take the two. But I suppose you've got yeah. to trust your defence then, haven't you? And, and your ability to bring the ball back from your own. That's right. Your That's own right. Because obviously you can kick the two, but if you're going to turn over the ball on the third and fourth That's tackle, it. Which we do sometimes. You know, that's the frustrating part. Because obviously if you go for two, you've got to make sure you clear your line. Um, right. And then we turn over the ball and then they go and score. Everyone thinks, well, why don't you go for six, right? You know, but... Well, then things into. I think, to be fair, though, I think that's that kind of habit has died off a bit recently. I don't think we've turned over too much ball, sort of coming away from our own post from a kickoff like we used to. Anyway, no, we've not done too bad the last couple of weeks, have we? I think our completion rate wasn't the best in the first half on on Sunday, but I think as the as the game went on, it, it sort of got better. Yeah, um, Gary Williams need two halfbacks. Uh, his man of the match was Josh Jones. Um, Colin Reynolds will bounce back. His man of the match was Walker. Obviously, Walker scored a try. Um, Paul, Adam Walker, a uh, great debut for him, home debut. Yeah, it was. Well, he showed glimpses at Castleford that what he can do and what he brings is a lot of size. He's a big, powerful man. He attracts defenders as well. and He takes a bit of stopping when he, he's running that ball. In and He has got an offload game. But he said to me on in his interview, he's not just the offload. He, he, he attracts defenders when they start wrestling with him. That's when it gives him the freedom to get the ball out. And he's confident he's going to score some tries as well this season from what he was saying. So, yeah, he's a, an exciting an exciting player. Obviously, he's been out for a while with his uh, suspension and what have you. So, it's going to take him a while to get up to, to speed. But he's getting there. He played 15 minutes against Cass. He played a lot longer against, uh, against Wigan. And, playing against his old club Wakefield on, on Sunday. I think you'll see a bit more of him on Sunday. I think he'll be fired up as well. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Conley, so frustrating again. Uh, his man of the match was Ken Seal. Uh, Jungle Jay lost before the start. Uh, Roy Ellaby, two points blown. His man of the match was Josh Jones. Uh, David Deakin, believe in yourselves. Uh, his man of the match was Jones again. Um, yeah, Josh Jones seems to be the winner this week, Paul, uh, with his uh, three-word match reports. No, I don't think you can argue with that. I thought Josh Jones was pretty good again. He's another one like a Ken Seal, isn't he? He's, we, I think we said this last week. He's an eight out of ten every week. Josh Jones, very, very consistent performer, and uh, I'd be—I wouldn't be surprised if he was up there, knocking on for Player of the Year at the end of the season. Our Devon the Detail Player of the Year because he's—he's uh, been up there with them three-word match reports a lot this season. Yeah, yeah, he's been been fantastic. I think um, certainly, you know, since he's moved into Canada. The, the forward pack is his ability to kind of like hit the line and then and then back out and then hit the line again. It's priceless that when you're trying to win contact. Uh, and he's shown you know touches of, of absolute brilliance in the last few weeks. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to continue uh, throughout the season. So that was all uh, the reports uh, for the Wigan game. Next up, we're going to be talking all the all the big news uh, coming out of Soul Red Devils this week. So what we'll do, Paul, we'll start off with the big news. Uh, as we were talking about Josh Jones we, um, in about 10 seconds ago, uh, him and Nia Levels have been selected to play for the England Knights squad uh, at the end of the season. He's in the squad uh, after fantastic performances. 
Um, congratulations to both. I think both, uh, you know, worthy of that uh, squad place. They've both been excellent uh, so far this season, uh, and hopefully they'll uh, get a game uh, come the end of the season for the next. Yeah, congratulations to them both. They both deserve that. I think, in my opinion, I think both of them are quite unlucky they've not been picked for the for the full training squad, the, the full full squad that was announced this this week, the thirty man squad. I think it was. I think they're unlucky not to be in that. Um, when you see some of the players that have been picked in that, you know, I think on on current form, those two guys have, have, have been really good. But yeah, England Knights again. Niall said he had a great experience uh, playing against Papua New Guinea last season. So. He's doing really well again this season, isn't he? And another very consistent performer for us. And Josh Jones definitely deserves his chance. He's been really good this season, as we said before, and uh, wish the guys both really well. They've just got to keep going now this season and uh, see how far they can go in the domestic stuff this year. Yeah, obviously both uh, picked for the, the England Knights uh, International. Um, can it sh- does it show how far we've come as a club now? We've got two. I know last year we had uh, Nia Levels, uh, like you said, went on tour. Now we've got Josh Jones as well involved. You know, it shows how far we've come as a club and the direction we're going. Well, yeah, I think he does when you've got players like Josh Jones. Let's not forget, he's, he's played in grand finals and played for St. Helens, went playing in rugby union as well. He, he's a he's a good player, Josh Jones, a quality player. And a lot of, well, I think most teams in Super League, if not all the teams in Super League, would find a spot for Josh Jones in their squad. And Nia Levels as well. I think at the moment in, in, the, in the British game, anyway, you, we're quite blessed with fullbacks, haven't we? If you go to nearly all the clubs in Super League they've all got a really really good fullback haven't they and that position that international position at the moment there's probably half a dozen players that could uh, that could be the number one fullback in the country so Niall's got some really stiff competition but he won't shirt that Niall is he's a quality finisher isn't he and obviously he's got things to work on in his game as well and things he can get better at but um, that's going to do him the world of good getting those experiences of playing international rugby league in a Salford shirt that's the important thing as well because obviously history shows that they, they get usually when they get to England level they obviously then depart but these boys you know playing for Salford in a, in a Salford shirt for England hopefully at the end of the season will give people that message that you come to Salford and get an opportunity at the, the uh, international level well yeah definitely and, and this, the signings that we're, we're making as well and it just shows we're attracting players to come and play for us and other players can see that you know there'll be players out of contract next year and They'll see if we've got this season and be thinking, I want a bit of that. So they're doing well there. And I saw um, Jackson Hastings on one of the rugby league programs this week. He was a studio guest, and I was listening to what he was saying about the way Ian Watson's building a culture at Salford and some of the some of the sort of the, the personal stuff he was talking about. What they get up to every day at training and things like that, and the stuff that Watto has set out for them, and they're all really buying into it and really enjoying it. And that's a good thing to see. And other players will be attracted by that because not not every player is attracted by money and that they're, they're attracted by what what ethos clubs build aren't they and uh, you know if you've got a good spirit there and players enjoy it playing for that club that'll that word will spread throughout the game yeah obviously congratulations to both uh, you know and who knows it could be a, a passageway to, to great britain and beyond uh, in the next few years uh next bit of news uh new signing alert uh christian unu signs uh paul uh, powerful centre, kicks goals. Like I said before, add strength to our squad depth. Uh, great signing for us. Very happy. Yeah, he's a big fella as well. He can play in the second row, can't he? He, he don't look. He wouldn't look out of place in, in the pack. 
he's a, he's a really big man, very very powerful man. And, you know, seeing him playing in the NRL, he was he, he did some good stuff there as well. So uh, it was good for witness and. You know, playing over in the Super League, he's, he's looked really good, and he's always played well against us as an opposition player. So, uh, looking forward to seeing seeing what he can do. And as you said, a goal kicker would be a really useful acquisition to the squad, and especially that that power and that goal forward that he's got. That's um, you know that extra yardage that he can make. It'd be interesting to see where Ian sees him playing. Is it going to be in the backs or will it be in the forwards? We're not too sure, but good to have him in the squad, definitely. Yeah, obviously, Junior Sal and Inu both going to be battling for spots in the, in that. You know, starting uh, 13. Uh, it'd be interesting to see, obviously, you're signing, you're signing, you're not going to sit him on the bench, are you going to be able to play him, you know, week in, week out if you can? It's going to be interesting to see how Ian Watson manages to shuffle his pack to get both players in. Well, Junior's not featured for a couple of weeks now, has he? And I think that's all credit to, the, to some of the other guys who've kept him out of, the, out of the side. But as I said before, that's what you want. You want competition for players. What you don't want is players just resting on the laurels thinking, I'm not going to do much this week because I'll get in next week anyway. You've not got that solved now. I mean, like we said before, we've not got the biggest squad in, in the Super League, but we have got a bit of... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? A bit of mobility in the squad, if you like, and competition for places. And we can shuffle people around. I'm not saying we've got loads of utility players, but we've got guys who can slot in in different positions. And that's what you need. It's a long, hard season, isn't it? And, you know, players are going to get the chances. Injuries always come, don't they? They're just inevitable and part of the game. So you've got to manage it manage it well. And Ian's got some more tools there. And Ian's another tool that he can use to, to his advantage. Yeah. And the squad builder did its, played its part as well. Um, you know all the fans who, who put their hard, you know, hard earned money uh, into it, into it, helped the new deal to get over the line. And it's great, obviously. You, you see, uh, you know, something for your money now. People, quality players like Christian Inu coming into the Salford side and, and making it bigger and better. And uh, you know, everyone should be happy uh, with what uh, what came. Yes, certainly we said before, this squad building is a great initiative. People are buying into it. And I think attendances as well, Robert, have been up. I know, I mean, I know it was four. 4,700 I think on Sunday I'm not very good at maths it was something like that anyway but they've, they've been decent crowds anyway, decent followings the away followings have been good people are buying the tickets and, and buying into this season so yeah everyone's doing the bit at the moment and it's really good to see so next bit of news Paul um, the Magic Weekend kick kit has been announced uh, today by the club um, it's made by Kappa it's basically a limited edition shirt it's got kind of blue and red and dark blue in it um it's really nice what do you think yeah it's cool yeah it's, it's for a good cause as well rob isn't it you know the Salford 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 Royal Hospital and he's for the heart heart monitors and I think that's great I mean I saw the St Helens kit tonight that was on Twitter and I've seen a few of the other ones and I think Rob Billy's that kind of sport that does good things like that you know the Magic Weekend they all do a shirt and, and raise money and, and for good causes in their, their own local communities where that team plays so I think that's great I mean I suppose it doesn't really matter what the, the shirt is if it's if it's doing doing good and raising money like that I think it's great and if people like it you know the youngsters like it and that they're the ones who are going to be wearing it so uh, so it's all good mate but it looked it looked okay to me yeah, every shirt um, sold, uh, the club will donate £5 um, for heart monitors at Sulphur Royal. Uh, there's 500 shirts uh, available, limited um, edition shirts, Paul. Uh, £45 for adults and I think it's £40 for juniors. It's a great cause. You know, the nurses and the doctors down there do an amazing job uh, and it's great the club um, have, have managed to, you know, help 
um, raise some funds um, for equipment they need. Yeah, it certainly is, and Salford Rails, you know, it's in the heart of Salford, isn't it? and it's part of the, the fabric of the community, and if we can raise money and help them out, you know, you never know when you might need them to help you, so, um, so yeah, I hope they, they sell all 500 of them and uh, give the hospital as, as much money as they can for, for the heart monitors, because it's a great cause, that. Yeah, I think, obviously, a lot of people, uh, last year's uh, Magic Weekend kit were, you know, were super excited, I think this is as good, um, it, it's obviously a mixture of colours, and it's a bit uh, wacky, uh, but that's what I think. I think the club, you know, have to push the barriers sometimes. And I think this is a really good shirt. And, you know, congratulations for the club for, you know, dabbling on that on that side of uh, of uh, people's tastes. Yeah, definitely. That, that's what the Magic Weekend seems to be about, doesn't it? You know, obviously, you go in there to, to win a match, aren't you? But it's a celebration of rugby league as well, isn't it? And uh, we've had all sorts of shirts at the Magic Weekend for different good causes and charities and things like that over the last few years. And I think they've all sold really well, haven't they? You still see the, the B shirts of a few years ago. I can't remember what shirt they were playing last year. It wasn't the B last year. That was, was that 2017, the B? What was last season? What were they playing last season? I can't remember. Was that the B? Um, yeah. Was it the B last season? Yeah, I think so. Was it not the B? What, what are they playing the season before? I can't remember, no. <laughs> I'm losing my marbles. <laughs> but they've all been good shirts. We had the Super Jazz shirt a couple of years ago as well. Yep. So, um, They've all been, uh, they've all been. Good. I think it was the B shirt last year, wasn't it? Yeah. What was the year before then? Super Josh, right? Not the year before. Super Josh, the year before. Right? We've had some good ones, though, haven't yeah. we? I'm losing track of the, the years, mate. I can't, I can't <laughs> get me around it being 2019. It's just, <laughs> just the years just even fly by. Seasons just fly by. It is crazy, but like I said, um, five pounds uh, will be denoted, donated by the club uh, to Salford Royal to raise funds for heart monitors. Um, £45 for an adult one, £40 for a junior one. There's 500 uh, available. Uh, you can also buy tickets for the Magic Weekend at the club. You can ring 0161785 Hopefully, Paul, a uh, big following uh, at Liverpool to support the boys. Yes, yeah, I'm really looking forward to going there. I've never been to, to Anfield before, as I said the other week. Um, it, it looks a nice stadium. It, it looks like one of those that's going to have a really good atmosphere as well. You get a few thousand people in there. And if you know, fill that, that cop, I don't know what end we're going to be in, but it would be nice to sit in the old world famous cop, wouldn't it? Not that I'm a Liverpool supporter, but it always looks nice on the, the telly when it's full there. They have a good atmosphere. So I think it'll be a really good weekend. It's not too far to go either. And there's an awful lot of rugby league teams around that neck of the woods as well. And they're not too far away from Liverpool. So uh, it should be a really cracking weekend. Yeah. Um, other news uh, Wakefield on Sunday, um, there's a coach going, uh, £15. Um, if you're interested, ring 0161786 I think the club were trying to get a second bus on. There was. I was just going to say that to you then, mate. There was. I saw something on Facebook before when I dabbled on. And um, I think they were looking for interest. I think they had a few people interested, but they needed a bit more interest. But I don't know when the, the, people will be listening to our podcast. It might be too late. But if you can mm. get on to them as soon as possible, just in case the offer's still there, you know. Yeah. I don't know that it will be by the time you hear this. So, yeah, if you... If, Ring them and see what happens. 0161786 Um Hopefully a big following up Wakefield to support the boys. Talking about away support, Paul, uh, on mm-hmm. Twitter, um, serious about, I think it's serious about Rugby League, did a, a blog post about how away support is plummeting through, mm-hmm. through the league. Um, you, do you agree with that? Because obviously looking at, looking at our Salford bubble, we'll call it, um, our home attendances are up 12% this season. Yep. And 
away support don't think changes it's it's quite large in comparison to our home support so i don't think you know it, it is down at our end would you agree no with that? it's definitely not down at our end i mean huddersfield away i was on i was in the press box at huddersfield at the start of the season and it was packed not not packed out that so it wasn't full but there was a good following there i can't remember how many they said but it would take but it was a massive following there Probably as good a following as any other club will take there this season to Huddersfield. Hawkinson Rovers, who took a really good following. Castleford last week. I can't remember how many tickets we sold. Somebody told me on Sunday, and I can't remember, is it six, 700 or something? And then you had the walk-ups. That's, that's a great following to Yorkshire. And obviously, Catalan, we, we took a good following as well. So, we always do people get behind us, don't we? We're not the biggest supported club in the world, but as a percentage of home support or away support, we're probably the best in the league. I mean, Leeds have got 15,000 scenes to get hold of. I've said this before on the podcast. Do they take 1,500 away from home? I don't think they do. So, no, I think our attendance is pretty good and the away following is pretty good. And I don't always buy into to blogs like that. I mean, it tends to be a bit negative, really. I mean, rather than write a blog about being how negative about something is, why not do one about how we can get attendances better and get more away support to, 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 to matches would be... a would be a good thing because you look at a lot of games now at least two games a week you've got the Thursday night games the Friday night games Thursday night games are a nightmare for people in Yorkshire to get to, to Lancashire and, and Greater Manchester and around that area so perhaps the rugby league need to look at when the games are played Yeah I think I think there's lots of factors uh, like you said price and um, games when they're played even life gets in the way I remember 20 years ago uh, it used to be kind of 40, 50 of us on the train going to wherever. Um, I know it's not like that anymore because I'm not on the train anymore. So that, that's for, that for, for one. Um, but like I said, life gets in the way. Um, and it's in the world, like I said, you know, with, with everything going on in the world today, money's very tight and, you know, you don't have that spare 30, 40 quid in, the, in your back pocket. And I'm sure that's, you know, the same for everybody in, in, in every sport and, you know, who follow sport live anyway. Um, and, you know, it, it's difficult, I, I think, to, to squeeze that extra 10, 20 quid out just to watch the match. And people talk about attendances and, and how clubs, you know, the pay structures and stuff like that. You know, 20, 25 quid to, to, to get into a game. You know, I remember Premier League football, I stopped going to watch United because it was sort of ended up being over 20 quid. And, and that's Salford now, we're, we're, that's where we are. But I think with Salford and any rugby league club, they are a business partner and they do need to make money, don't they? So they, they have to kind of put the prices at that level to make sure they get a return. Um, and, and that's the way it is, unfortunately. Yeah, well, you've got paid to keep your club going, I mean, at the end of the day, Robert. I mean, don't really, I mean, I wouldn't say I was awash with money, far from it, but I, I wouldn't really bother about how much I was paying to get in. You, you go watching them because you love them, not because you've got a penny pinch about stuff like that. I mean, people will go on a night out, Rob. I mean, I'm not being like the prophet of doom here, but <laughs> people go on nights out these days, don't they? I and mean, I don't really drink anymore. But they'll go out and they'll pay like eight quid for a drink, you know, for a cocktail or something. So how much have you spent on your night out? I mean, you go to the match to watch your rugby league team, you probably have a miles better time anyway. So, uh, you know, spend your 25, 25 quid going watching Solvers instead of boozing <laughs> yeah it's, it's, to, be, to be honest Paul 20 years ago if, if you I was paying £8 a pint I'd be owned by you know half time probably but it, you know it's, it's one of them life is life is expensive these days and, and there's it all is, these kinds of you know, things that you, you know, that attract people and you know it's about managing the situation in it and, and you know not everyone can go to every game these days and, that, and that's the bottom line it's just a matter of, of hoping and you know praying that the club can entice the people with with decent deals so they're not sort of 
having to spend lots and lots of money following the club they love. Yeah, so I say I think sometimes that people make excuses, don't they, and, and moan about everything, don't they? The price, the transport, getting off the car park, and this and that. I think people do as a society now, don't they? People moan about everything. It, I find that in my job, you know, people moan at you before you even get in the door. But I don't know if you if you want to be there, you you'll get there, won't you? Somehow, and sometimes that's that's part of the fun, isn't it? You know. To, to get to the games and, and, and do what you can so so I will have to watch this space on that one but, but as far as Salford is concerned I think we're doing really well I think we, our away following has been really good the atmospheres at the away games have been tremendous you know Cast the other week away on that terrace there really enjoyed it it was belting atmosphere Huddersfield was the same the Catalan game was good and, and everybody got behind us at UKR so we, we've had some and we've won three of those away games as well which has been a bonus so, uh, so yeah I think Wakefield on Sunday will take a good following down that side there I mean I've looked at the weather forecast. It's not going to rain by the looks of it because you've not got a lot of cover there. So uh, that's a godsend. But um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll be loud and proud there again and, uh, on Sunday. And Ian Watson said it a few times to me and he said it to other people as well, you know, the journalists and that. And the, the, the away followings have been good and the players notice that, don't they? It really gives them a big lift and, and a big boost. So, uh, so hopefully everybody will be there on Sunday and uh, cheering the team on. Yeah, I think the, re- the real question should have been, what are Salford doing right? That everyone else is doing wrong. There's a buzz, mate. There's a buzz about the club in at the moment, and other people have said I've never known um, a season like this one for years. Journalists are talking about is you've only got to put on podcasts, you read the League Express, League Weekly, rugby papers. Everyone's talking about us in a good light and saying, "Oh, Aunt Salford doing well." You know, there's such a buzz going on there. You know, with all the stuff we put on social media, all the Twitter, the players get involved on Twitter, Jackson Hastings, all that sort of stuff, and. It's not going to notice, does it? I think we said it the other week. The Catalan game, all the, the great photography that Steve took there and got on the front page of League Express and that. And it, it's been a bit of a success. I mean, we've not won anything, but we've been. A, it's amazing how much, um, you know, if you've got a bit of a feel good factor at your club, everyone buys into it, don't they? And rather than everybody talking about us negatively about all oh, poor attendances and. You know, your owner's said this, your owner's said that. It's been so much better this season that we're just... We've been like a breath of fresh air, I think, in, in Super League and long may that continue. Yeah, I always wondered what it'd be like post-Marwan. And then, you know, like you said, the, the club have grown and I think the, the, the fans have, have, have kind of enjoyed the, the, the experience now. Um, and we're going in the right direction, both on and off the field. And, you know, it's super exciting to be a Sofa fan. Um, you know, competing at the top, competing in games. Uh, I'm just hoping that it continues and, and we're able to to keep hold of this momentum, Paul, because that, cause that's what it's all about. Momentum is, is a great thing if you manage to keep it going. Um, and at the moment, they are doing, you know, tenses are up, um, playing good rugby, everyone's happy. Fantastic. Yeah, well, everyone's got a smile on their face at the moment. Supporters have, haven't they? I think last couple of years, it, it, it seemed to get a big stagnant, didn't it? And I don't know, it became about other things and it wasn't quite the same, was it? And I think now we've we, we've got back down to the, the raw rugby league again. And that, that's, what it's, that's what it's all about. Rugby league's your, your club and it's about your supporters and that's what it should be about. It shouldn't be about other people's egos and, and things like that. It, you know, the, the, the club's about the, the fans and people going to the games and enjoying it and enjoying the rugby league. And I'm just glad that that's, that's what's happening this season. And, you know, who knows how far we can go this season? Who knows? Because we've got some good players, another good player coming in now and 
we've got a good ethos and a good work ethic and it only takes a good, you know, it's the Challenge Cup this weekend, as I mentioned on the amateur report and the draw will be next week. We come in next week to the draw, so that's exciting. We could get a good cup run. I mean, I can't stop thinking about the draw next week. Get excited when when that comes round. So, uh, you know, you're not that far from Wembley, three or, three or four games, so... Who knows? There's plenty to be excited about this season. There'll be a lot of twists and turns, but I'm sure there's going to be some some good times ahead. Yeah, a bit random, Paul. I watched a film at weekend. You know, The Star Is Born with Lady Gaga. I went to the cinema to see that. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Cracking film. Cracking yeah, it was. It was a belting film. I didn't really know what it was about. My missus took me to see it, and when I got there, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. One, one, there was a song in there. Uh, so basically, the, the lyric was. Let the old ways die, and I thought, as as I was playing, I thought this could be this is Salford related. This is a message, this because where obviously the old Salford ways were the old ways, and we have to let that go, don't we, to move forward. And I, and I, and I'm, obviously I don't think they put the, put the music music in the film just for me, but I just think it's I just think that's a, that's like a like a sign that we're, we're a club going in the right direction, and. Everything's going great. Let's not look. Let's not look. Let's not look back and 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 kind of you know heart back about the willows. Because I had a mate, uh, Banners Mike, came down from from well, came up from London this week, and he was talking about the old days and how it's not the same, and you know how the AJ Bell Stadium's not the willows. Well, the AJ Bell Stadium is where we live, and it's our home. And over the last kind of eight years, it, it's 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 kind of improved beyond what it was. And and you know it's we're a club moving forward in a stadium that's you know, first class really facility wise. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, it continues to move forward like that. And like I said, super excited to be a Sofa fan now. It's just a matter of, you know, getting the people who were, you know, not particularly excited about the AJ Bell Stadium early doors to turn them round uh, now with this team that are winning and, and competing uh, and get them back to watch the match. Yeah, it, it, he's right. It's not the same as the Willows. And I'm sort of getting used to it now. And, Enjoy going, but it's not the same as well. But on the other hand, that's a double-edged sword. That because, you know, I wasn't around in the seventies, so I didn't see the champion teams. I wasn't around in the thirties, and when we had a champions team then, and all right, yeah, we saw some good stuff at the Willows, but we saw a lot of dross as well, Rob. Mm. We saw a lot of nillings at the Willows, a lot of hammerings, a lot of really mediocre crap rugby. And I can read the games off. So it wasn't all beer and Skittles when we was at the Willow. So, you know, sometimes people need to remember that. But, you know, since we've moved to the AJ Bell Stadium, yeah, it took us a bit of time to get used to it. And I think people are, are buying into it, though, now, aren't they? And, you know, once you've been there sort of 20, 30 years, and that'll, that'll, that'll become your home. But you're never going to forget the Willows. You, you're never going to forget the, the good times that we had there. And like you say, it was our home, wasn't it? But... It's not now, and he's gone, and I miss it every day. And I'd, I'd give my right arm to just go back there and for, for one match. I would, I really would. And if I could buy all them houses up now, if I won the lottery, and I could buy all them houses that are there now and rebuild it brick for brick. I would do, but you can't. And, and sadly, that it's all, it's an horrible feeling. It's like losing someone. It's weird, but we're not going to see it again, are we? So we've just got to remember those good times, cherish them. But uh, you know, take them with us on this new journey that we're on now. Mm. I think it's just about investing in it. I think obviously they've started to invest it in with with a museum and uh, you know other things going on around around the stadium. But for but for, for me, you, you kind of need a bit more. Let's say you know um, sort of pictures on the walls. You know, like at Warrington, where in under their main stand they have like a a big 
kind of um, art sort of picture, don't they, of all the old players and things like that. It's, it's little things like that would make the difference. But the flip side of that, we do share with Sale. So obviously, would a Salford would also Salford fans accept, you know, seeing a Sale legend stood next to a Salford legend in a in a peak match? Sale got any legends? No, well, is it that? <laughs> but what, what, I don't they, know. You probably do, Paul. What theirs are in colour and most of ours in black and white. That's the reality of it because they won the Premiership. Yeah, steady on, steady on. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I know. I'm that's I'm that's the kind of that that's the kind of thing where you know if we were going to do that because I think that's that's the way to go. Right? It's the thing is though, Roberts, with the stadium company, isn't it? We don't own it really, do we? So I don't know where we'd stand on that. Would well, you not have to take it down in the week or something? Well, yeah. I don't really know how it all works. Yeah, so, so don't forget the in like the press conference they have different sort of um, advertising behind you and what's a note there. You know, yep. sales and, and they just put the social on in front of the note there. But you, it could be a similar thing with the pictures sliding in and sliding out of a kind of a, a rail mm. situation, maybe. You have to employ somebody to do that. Though. Yeah, that's it. That's the thing in it. It's <laughs> little, I'll do that. I'll be a picture slider. <laughs> You'll be a picture slider. <laughs> Dave, Dave, probably on the phone, right? <laughs> but you know what I mean I just think you know little things like that makes a difference Paul and, yeah you know, oh yeah. yeah kind of home sort of feel into it um, but that's where we are as as, as soul fans would, would we accept you know if we weren't going to have a sliding situation where you slide pictures in and out of, of, of the wall um, would they accept that seeing you know say old players on your wall on a match day that's that's the question I don't think yeah. I, was, I had a chat with a few mates and on, on Sort of Sunday feeling it out, thinking what they think, and they were like, "No, it's not going to happen." And I was like, mm, "Perhaps we're not just, perhaps we're not just there yet." No, something I'll have to work on, won't we? Maybe, maybe. Other news: um, Salford v Hull, seventh of April is Salford Health Day. Hull, um, fantastic! Another big occasion. Looks like it's going to be. Uh, you can get free health checks. There's bike rides. Uh, there's a mass part- participation of Tai Chi at our time, uh, as well as walking football and a 100-metre, I think it's a 100-metre sprint, I think. What's walking football? Walking Is fo- it like what they did in Father Ted that time? Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. So it's great, I think. Obviously, the club are looking at doing, you know, big events on a match day, making every game an event. Yeah, yeah. And, that that's what you want. You want that as a, as a fan. You want you know the people of Salford to, to to get involved in it and, and come down and and enjoy the game and enjoy the day and then hopefully you know they'll come back and keep coming back week in week out. Yeah, you want the, the people of Salford to feel part of it, don't we, Rob? And uh, I think they have done so far this season. But th- things like that it just gets the community involved, doesn't it? And gets people involved and hopefully they'll come back then the week after. So uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Sounds good. Yeah. Obviously, they've had some good success with the fair uh, and the university takeover as well. Um, you know, like I said before, Paul, the more they do it, the more they make every game an occasion and get it marketed out there to the people outside our bubble, the more people want to get involved. Um, I know there's, I'm sure I've seen some emails that work, you know, promoting tickets and stuff. And, that, and that's what you need. I suppose it's just a matter of, you know, letting the people know uh, what's going on. And uh, I think it's the, kind of the rugby league media and also the, the normal uh, sort of media's responsibility to, to promote, um, you know, Salford in a good light like they have been doing. 
uh, and promote you know the occasions which they've got lined up definitely mate sounds good to me cool so other bits of news um, half term Paul are you all organised ready for two weeks of kid madness when's it half term this Friday is it yeah, I think so. Well, it is here anyway. Not if it is where you live. Mm. It might, oh. might be the week after. I don't know. I think I'm not. It was ours the week after. I don't know what Ellen sorted my holidays out, so right. I'm, I'm, I'm right. She's in charge of all that. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, the Dr. Devil's Foundation uh, have an activity uh, family program um, for kids, basically. Fitness tips, uh, all about eating better. Um, it's on the 2nd of April and the 9th of April, Paul. Uh, and it's things like this, like in the community, uh, which make a big difference. Because obviously the kids are the future, aren't they? And if obviously, you know, they're eating the right stuff and, you know, they're exercising, uh, it means they'll have a great, hopefully great long life. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that that's definitely the, the way to go, that Robin. Keeping kids in, engaged in, in our term as well, it's difficult sometimes with parents, isn't it? Some kids kids get two weeks off, some get the week off, but you know as well as I do, a week off, it, it seems like forever, doesn't it, with kids? They always want to be doing stuff, don't they? And you've got to keep them busy and that, so if there's stuff on for them to do and get involved in, especially in the local community, that's cool. Yeah, uh, it's free. Um, if you live in Carryzed, uh, Earl and our Eccles, uh, if you're interested, contact joanne.shepherd at soulforadevils.net and put your name down uh, and your kid's name down and hopefully it'll be a you know a fantastic occasion uh, and the kids will learn uh, a lot from it. So that's all the big news coming out of Salford uh, Red Devils this week, Paul. Uh, next week on The Devil in the Detail, what we'll do now, we will do your amateur report where you talk about what's going on in the amateur scene this week. Here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. I'll start off with the National Conference League this week. It was a defeat for Rochdale Mayfield in the Premier Division. They went down 23 points to 16 on Saturday away from home at West Hull. West Hull currently second in the table with two wins from their up and two games. Rochdale Mayfield with just one win and one defeat from their two games. So, difficult start. It always is a tricky game there going to the west side of uh, Humberside. In Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers were beaten 34 points to 10 against Normanton Knights. Normanton have made a decent start to the season as well. Saddleworth with just a draw and two defeats so far from their three matches. It was Oldham St. Anne's 16, Batley Boys 25 in Division 3. Eastmore Dragons beat Waterhead by 24 points to 10. Salford City Roosters went down to Hensingham by 60 points to 10 in Division 3. That was Hensingham's first win in the new league since their promotion. The tries for Salford Roosters came from Barry Hamilton and Tom Sudden. They were 34 points to nil down at one stage in, in that game. And a torrid finale to the match as well. What was a bit of a bad-tempered second half. Michael Lithgow of Hensington and Salford's Martin Judge both got red cards for alleged fighting. And Paul Morgan of Salford was also sent off as well. It says in the report threats to the referee. So I'm not so sure how that works out. But I uh, hope he gets sorted and uh, nothing comes of that anyway. We'll, we'll keep you posted on that one. Uh, the fixtures for this week, on Saturday the 30th of March, there's no game for Rochdale-Mayfield, there's no game for Saddleworth Rangers either. The two games in Division 3, it's Millham against Salford City Roosters and there's an Oldham derby between Wathead Warriors and Oldham St Anne's. Well, moving on to the Youth and Junior Leagues, there's quite a lot of 18-0, so I'm not so sure whether they're no results or um, 
where this, this one of the sides can't feel the team. But I'll read the scores out for you anyway. In the under-18s, it's Lancashire and Northwest U Cup action on Sunday. It was Folly Lane, nil, Crossfields, 18. Langworthy, nil, Oldham St. Anne, 16. Rochdale, 12. Pilkington, Rex, 62. Saddleworth 28, Waterhead 4, Shevington 18, Salford City Roosters 0. In the Premier Division of the under-18s, Lee East 16, Oldham St Anne 6. In Division 2 of the under-18s, it was Charlie Panthers 6, Langworthy 18, Wigan St Pats 18, Salford City Roosters 0. In the under-16s, Lancashire and North West Youth Cup, Blackbrook 18, Folly Lane 0. Newton Storm 42, Oldham St Anne's 10, Oral St James 38, Saddleworth 22 and Fatto Heath 44, Waterhead 18. In the under-16s, North West Shield and North West Youth Plate, it was Caddy's Ed nil, West Horton 18. And in the under-16s, Division 2, it was a good win for West Horton Lions. They won away from home at Porticovine by 28 points to 8. In student rugby league, Manchester University had a fantastic victory in Division 2A of the Northern Division. It was Manchester 84, Lancaster 6. Final score there, so a great result there. And there was a couple of results in college rugby league. In the Premier Division, Hotwood Hall were beaten at home by Halifax ERA by 44 points to 10. And there was quite a match in Division 2. Salford Red Devils Rising Stars A were beaten in what sounds a pulsating match. 45 points to 34 in Division 2. There's no college or student rugby league games involving our local sides this Wednesday. So we'll move on to the North West Men's League. These games were played on Saturday, the 23rd of March. Folly Lane were beaten in Division 1 by 14 points to 8 against Hindley. Also in Division 1, Wigan St Cuthbert's 40, Oldham St Anne's A 12. Division 2, Hindpool Tigers 48, West Horton Lions 24. Wigan St Jude's A 16, Langworthy Reds 32. In Division 4, Saddleworth Rangers beat Rochdale Cobras by 38 points to 12. And that's there was no fixtures in Division 5. Salford, City Roosters, Ryland Shats was a no result. So the fixtures for this Saturday, the 30th of March. Division 1, Folly Lane at home to Hares Finch. Langworthy Reds play Manchester Rangers in a big derby clash there in Division 2. West Hart and Lions against Berry Broncos is also a Division 2 fixture. In Division 3, there's no games involving our local sides in there. Division 4, Caddyshead Rhinos versus Intros Bridge Lions. North Wales Crusaders A against Saddleworth Rangers A. I need to put my glasses on. Rochdale Cobras versus Garswood Stags. And in Division 5, it's Salford City Roosters A against the Clockface Miners A. And Higginshaw play the Bolton Mets. Well, as I said a few weeks ago, Challenge Cup Fever. Well, it's certainly gripping me anyway. And uh, it's Division, sorry, it's Round 4 this weekend in the Challenge Cup. Salford come in in Round 5, so the draw will probably be made in around a week's time for us to come into the competition. But the fixtures get underway for Round 4 on Saturday. There's quite a few. Uh, conference and amateur sides left in the competition. Featherstone Rovers play Swinton Lions. That's a one o'clock kickoff on Saturday. That O'Heath Crusaders of uh, of the National Conference League. They play North Wales Crusaders on Saturday. It's a half two kickoff, and that game will be shown on the Hour League app. So don't forget to check that out. The rest of the fixtures are played on Sunday. Barrow Raiders against York City Knights, Batley Bulldogs against Lock Lane, Dewsbury Rams against West Hull, Featherstone Lions play Doncaster, Hunslet play Halifax, Keithley Cougars against Bradford Bulls, that's on BBC Online, Oldham play Widnes Vikings, Sheffield Eagles play Lee Centurions, Whitehaven play Rochdale Mayfield, and Workington Town play the Newcastle Thunder. So good luck to our local sides in there, and good luck to Rochdale Mayfield as well of the National Conference League. That's a tricky trip away there from home to Whitehaven. But those amateur sides have done tremendously well to get through to the fourth round anyway. That's a great feat for them having come into the competition in round one. So check them out. Don't forget Salford are in action, as Rob will tell you about on the podcast. We play on Sunday away from Old Wakefield. That's a three o'clock kickoff. I shall see you there.
So, Paul, that was your amateur report uh, for this week. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking about the Wakefield game on Sunday. It's time for the Devil of the Details. Big Bad Preview. So, Salford Devils travel to Wakefield Trinity on Sunday, Paul. Big game for Salford. Wakefield are a tough team at home. Um, not the most uh, successful venue for us, it has to be said, over the years. But if we want to sort of become a bigger and better club, you've got to break that hoodoo and win. Yeah, it has been. Since Wakefield got promoted to Super League in, at the end of the 98 season, we've struggled. I think we've only won four, four games. Um, so we have. It's been a bit of a bogey round for us. I think it's going to be tough again on Sunday. Wakefield have made some shrewd signings, haven't they, this season? Taking Danny Brough back there. I know he's, he's clocking on a bit now, but he's a very, very good organiser and he's got a very good half-back partner in um, in Jacob Miller, hasn't he? And they've got a big pack, Wakefield, and, and to, to to top that off, they've got a, a really good uh, out, set of outside backs as well. I know Tom Johnston's out for the season. That's a big blow for them and a big blow for uh, the international team as well because I think he would have been been right up there with a chance to play on the wing in the uh, the Great Britain team. So, uh, so yeah, Wakefield are a good side, though, especially at home. But they've been a bit in and out this season. They got beat at London on the opening day. Uh, they got beat quite handsomely there against London. They got beat at home to Hull Car in that you know, dreadful weather conditions a few weeks ago in that, that match. So, uh, but they had a good win at Headingley, so they've been a bit up and down. But at home, they'll be a tough opposition, I think, on Sunday. Yeah, like you said, Tom Johnson uh, injured. Big player for them. Will be missed. Plenty of place to burn on the outside. With him not in the team, gives opportunity for us to exploit that. Yeah, it does. They've got some other speedsters in that side, though. Max Jowett, um, he, he played, I think, in, in space of Johnston uh, last weekend. You've got Joe Rundle there as well. Reese Lynn, the centre, he always seems to play well against us. He, he's very elusive, good good, but good ball handler as well. And Bill Tupu, I think he's back this week. I'm sure he's back in the squad. He's been out injured, but I'm sure he's back this week. And he's a real powerful centre. He's a New Zealander. He's a really good centre. So we've got to watch him. That's a big pack of forwards as well. A couple of ex-Alfa players in the team. Another guy I've not mentioned actually in the three-quarter line. Ben Jones-Bishop, ex-Alfa player. He'll be playing for Wakefield on uh, on Sunday. He's really powerful, elusive runner, uh, Jones-Bishop. And Matty Ashurst and Craig Kopjack as well is going to be playing against us. So um, so there's a few ex-Alfa players in there and we've got Adam Walker who used to play for Wakefield just to add that, that bit of spice but you do get the feeling that for, for, for me anyway I think defence is, is going to win you that game on Sunday I think if you can get on top in the pack and, and defend well and, and win that forward battle I think you'll, you'll get the two points there on Sunday Yeah give us your score prediction we said the weather before didn't you so we're alright it's not going to be <laughs> it's going to be dry I think oh. not into my phone it is anyway that's good um you know. Let's have a see. I've not. I've left my league express down third. Oh. Um, I'm going to go for a tight game. I think it's going to be a tight game, this one. I'm going to go Wakefield 22, Salford 26. 26 22, Salford. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm going to go. I'm going to. What, right. Steady on. Steady on now, because <laughs> last week you backed us to beat Wigan by 40. So <laughs> steady on. <laughs> So, not messing about this week, Paul. This is what's going right. right. We're going to score early. We're going to go 10-0 up. Okay. Wait for you to come back to us. Half-time, we're going to be leading 12 points to 6. 
Second half comes, three try burst. We're going to end up beating Wakefield 16 points to 40. There we go. Oh, another 40 point. Another 40 points. So you've not learned your lessons from last week. <laughs> <laughs> just, I've got a no, feeling. I'll take that. I'll take that, Rob. Yeah, I've got, I've got a feeling. Second half, something's going to happen which changes the game. And then we're going to grow an extra pair of legs in that period and go on a three try burst. Don't know who's going to score the three tries, but it's going to happen. And we're going to come away with a. Do you know who I'd like to score a try? I really, really want him to score. And I really want him to score a Sunday against Wigan. Daniel Murray. Yeah. He's desperate to score a try. And I thought he tried really hard against Wigan as well as a couple of times and he got held up near the line. I'd love him to score. Nice reverse pass from uh, Jackson Hastings and bang, Daniel Murray under the sticks. I'd love that on, on Sunday. <laughs> the thing, saying that, if it's like 20 all and he, and he goes through a gap and he's got Hastings on his inside, give it. No. Nah, screw yourself, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Take the glory, lad. Take the glory. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, we're going to come away with a victory. I think it's important that we do. Obviously, you don't want to, like, winning and losing both become habits, don't they? And yeah. you know, we, need to, we need to get back on the winning the winning bus. Uh, and I'm thinking that we'll, we'll do that on it. Well, especially after Catalan, because we had that great win in Catalan and you come back now and lost two games on the spin. All, all right, they've been against Castlewood and, and Wigan. But if you lose this one, that's three games on the spin. Then. And then that pressure, that's building a bit then, doesn't it? You've got Hull at home the week after and they're, they're going to be no mugs. Are they? They're not going to be, be easy to beat. And I can't remember who we play the week after that. I've got a fixture list in my phone. One set. We, play, uh, we play Wigan at home again, don't we? In a, in a few weeks. So um, after the Hull game, it's... Um, what it's Easter, isn't it? It's Warrington and yeah. away on the Easter, Good Friday. And then we've got Wigan at home on, on Easter Monday. So they're all tough fixtures, aren't they? They're coming up now. And what you don't want to do is get on that downward spiral of losing matches. So let's hope we can break the mould in you know, the last two weeks and beat Wakefield. Yeah, it's going to be super exciting, Paul. Um, next few weeks, we'll mould our season. Could do, so, mate. It certainly could. Yeah. So that's the end of this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. Enjoyed this show, Paul. Yeah, yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Really looking forward to Sunday, and uh, it should be it should be a great game. Yeah, big thanks for tuning to this week's uh, Devil of Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil of Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD, and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Day. Live. Radio contact.